This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's pretty good. Must be a great station. (laughs) Uh, And so we're going to do it all morning to jam them up because it's Super Bowl week, peeps. And we got a great show today. Johnson's in for Al. Everybody else. Jonesy's back. Rhea's back. And uh, wow. Here's what we got going on today. In this hour, 640, there is a nine-year-old boy who may be the next Joe Conklin. Really? And he's being brought on by his very proud dad to do Meryl Reese. He's an impersonator. Yeah. He does Meryl Reese, Mike Quick, me. What? (laughs) And two voices that our own Joe Conklin has not mastered. Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Wow. Nine years old. Oh. He's what you call a prodigy. I didn't know Conklin mastered the other three. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know what? How embarrassing will it be at 640 when a little kid comes on uh, and trounces Conklin? There's a great possibility. But Conklin will be here in the role of Sirius oh, Joe well, that's nice. in an effort to oversee the young man's development. Beautiful. All right, that's going on. We got Chip Snapper here. From Kensington, big days at Chip Snappers today. And all around the world, people are changing the fight song so that it applies to their heritage. We will have some examples of fight songs throughout the world throughout our show. There was even an appeal last night by Jason Kelsey to the Japanese fans. Really? I'll let you hear that. that's huge. But I will say this, for at least the first hour... Mm -hmm. My IQ may be down 20 to 25 points. How would I be able to tell? Were you Because I watched the highlights of opening night, oh, and it was embarrassing. I saw and I will too. deal with some of that stupidity in a few minutes. But something very cool happened on opening night. Yes. And I would like to address that first, because our hopes and dreams are in the hands of a very young head coach, Mr. Nick Sirianni who went before a worldwide audience last night, ladies and gentlemen, and preached his love for this city. And it was here's what made it great. I have heard many coaches and managers say how great they they thought it was here. It sounded rote. It sounded like it was prepared ahead of time. It did not come. It did not pour from the individual's heart. Nick Sirianni, ladies and gentlemen, I said this a couple weeks ago. I'm going to say it again. Nick Sirianni is one of us. He's one of us, Jose. He is. He doesn't just preach the word of our city. He lives it. Yeah, he does. And he lives it with his family. With It, it is beautiful. And, and I'm about to play the first thing he said. But I do not. I, I was thinking of editing it out because it's a trip trigger for reuse. Okay. Oh it caused a blood feud. With Rhea Hughes huh? and, and actor Bradley Cooper. <laughs> okay. But I don't, in the context in which he uses yeah. it, Rhea, I don't see a problem. Okay. We'll find uh, out. Right. I, don't, I well, have not heard it. All right. Now, you got to also realize this. This is the other part of it. He's saying great words about us. 
but he's saying them like us. He's, it's pouring out of him. It's done with enthusiasm and excitement. It's real. Here's Nick Sirianni talking about how he feels about Philadelphia. I feel like I, I live and coach in the, the greatest uh, sports town in, in America. Um, it means so much to everybody there. That's what you want, right? When you're a little kid playing in a peewee football game, you're like, where's everybody? I want them to see us. I want, to see, I want them to see everything that we have to offer them, right? That's what you want. You know, you want your fans to love it. You want your fans to be there. You want them to be wearing green on Friday. You want them to be wearing green on Saturday. You want them to be throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. You want that. How beautiful is Pretty that? Pretty good. Rhea, were you offended by the snowballs and Santa? You mm. always have been, but it seems like in that context, it's understandable. Uh, he was Are you some buying fun it? it? Are you buying it? I, uh, no, this ruined your relationship with Cooper. Yeah, no, well, no, I, I think what I said to him was I didn't like his portrayal of Eagles fans. No, I know you so did it. Then he was offended at your comment, yes. and then uh, words were exchanged, and then uh, he stormed it out. Was not, none of that happened. Uh, and, and, and to this day, you have not exchanged a single word with Bradley Cooper <laughs> since he did Silver Linings Playbook. He would have to know who I am. No, yeah, baloney, Rhea. He would pick you out of a police lineup. No. And he would like to. No. Well, there was, like uh, I, uh, there was one other thing that came out, and it was it was beautiful. And it was uh, basically, he started to talk about raising his children in this atmosphere. Is that- we want to be able to put our, you know, our talents on display. And we're able to do that in the greatest sports town in America. I was able to go to a couple of uh, Phillies games. I didn't get to go to the World Series, but a couple playoff games. And I just love the fact that my kids are growing up in such a great sports town where football means so much because football means so much to me. Hmm. Your daughter grew up here, hmm. right, Chelsea? Yeah, she did. How great is it? It's awesome. It's yeah. a great place to be. It really is. Now, and great when sports teams are as successful as they are right now. Right. Well, here's the thing. So, I, I, so I, he is not just saying the right things. He's living. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Andy Reid was a freaking robot. Oh, I want to thank the fans for the great support they have. It was all written. It was nothing. It was it didn't come from the heart. This guy, it's coming from the heart. Yeah, there's a you gigantic difference between the two guys. Now, I want, I'm not even sure I can use some of this language, but uh, on Philly Voice, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kemsky, who we had on yesterday, yeah. he compiled what is going on on Twitter right now because Nick Sirianni is now, because of his affiliation and love for our city, is now hated nationally. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm this, not surprised. No, hated on the brink of violence. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I want to read some of these, but some of these, I'm not even sure I could say. Be careful. All right, I'm going to be careful here. Here is some of the stuff. He said that if uh, Jimmy Kepsky wrote that if you uh, do this, try this, Johnson, see yep. if it works. All right. Uh, search on Twitter the word Sirianni and punchable. All right? And see what comes out, because I'm going to read something. It filled in the box for me. Nick Sirianni <laughs> embodies all that Philadelphia is about, a complete D-bag, although they use the word. See how I cleaned that yeah, up? Yeah, that was very nice. Well all right, next one. Sirianni has the most punchable face ever. Uh, Sirianni has to be the biggest a-hole in that stadium. Ugh, they earned it, but holy bleep, Sirianni is the most unlock, uh, unlikable coach ever. Right. Sirianni looks really looks like he seems like a D-word. 
That's amazing. Sirianni does have the most punchable face ever. He acts like a frat boy. Sirianni seems like a fool. Perfect for Philadelphia. <sighs> to confirm this, it's I, I am a lot of what you said I'm reading, and there is that times 100. Nick Sirianni is one of those mouthy punks that I used to end up punching out in a bar a million years ago when I was a young man. That guy sounds charming. Yeah, he sounds yeah. tough. I must punch Sirianni. <laughs> it, 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 that is the world of Twitter. Endless. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he is hated now because he loves us. He's hated for a simple reason. His team's in the Super Bowl and they're not. No, but and and he mugs. Yeah, who cares? And he speaks. Well, Mike McCarthy shoved a cameraman during their playoff yeah. loss, and no one talked no about one it. No one said a word no. about it. No, because but this guy, that one little moment where he mugged at the camera, mm-hmm. I guess that was the first playoff game? Yeah. yeah. It, st- it stuck to him because he's us. And now what we need to do is embrace it ourselves. You understand? Yeah. Now we got to go, oh, wow. Because I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 my whole, all my questions today – are about management people who represent our city. Uh, like right now, I'm, I'll give you a little preview of our first question of the day. I want to know who of the four guys here now. Tortorella, he's, he's kind of Philly. He, he's great. Doc Rivers, not so much. All right. uh, yep. Rob Thompson, pretty early. Nick Sirianni, who embodies the spirit of, spirit of the Philly fan? That's, that's a good question. Then I'm going to do it historically. But, and I'm leaving Nick out. I want to see of, hmm. of the – I came up with, with the help of Josie, I came up with the four that best embodied our spirit. But I love that. When you have a coach who speaks your language, it's wonderful. It is. And it's not it normal. Is. It's not normal. I love Doug. Doug was one of us, but not like this. Yeah. Not this vocal. Do you, do you think Sirianni, the way he acts, irritates any Eagle fans, or is it all just fans well, of other teams? I'll ask that, because it shouldn't. No. Because he's acting like we act. And if you don't act that way, you can be an Eagles fan, but you're not really an e- not like that the prototype Eagles fan. Right. The prototype Eagles fan is what Nick Sirianni has naturally done in two years. Mm-hmm. And he did it from the most stumbling, ridiculous start with the news conference <laughs> to this. And now he's he went from a news conference where he could not put words together. It's remarkable to see to what he's done. Him entertaining the a worldwide media at the Super Bowl within two years. Yeah. That's with, unbelievable. With confidence. With you know, confidence. Yeah, it, is, it is impressive. All right. Now, we got a great contest today, and uh, this is gonna, I got a little twist on this one. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We've got uh, off of you today Brenda Graham jersey, uh, Visa gift card, uh, and good Eagles conference championship stuff because they're in the Super Bowl. Uh, and and last night was the, now they call it opening night, but it's media night. It's yeah. the media night. Yeah. Uh, our judge today is John Johnson. Oh yeah. Wow. All right. And what I need you to nominate. Okay. Media giants, past or present. Media giants. And I'm not even restricted it to sports, but most people will do sports. The biggest giants of media in our lifetimes or beyond. All right, Johnson? All right. Because, see, I have no idea how you feel about some guy who is very famous uh, in the 60s or the 70s. So we're looking for specific names. But there are a lot of big ones now. Mm-hmm. And you may go more current. No one knows. Okay. P- name a media giant, past or present. It could be broadcasters. It could be uh, writers. It could be anyone in the media. And then, he, uh, in the end, John Johnson 
will uh, prioritize the top four, and you will get prizes. Pretty good deal. I like it. And this Nick Sirianni, Jones. Yeah. I have never changed my mind more radically yeah. on anyone than this guy because, you know what? There's no fear he's going to say something that's stupid. He's our, he's us. If we say something stupid, it's it's what Philly does. Yeah. And that's what he does. Yeah, it is. It's phenomenal. Now, if he loses, does any of that change? Not really. Okay. Because it's only the second year. Yeah. It's the second year. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an incredible confidence that he has, I will say that. It's beautiful. And a little later in the hour, I will play for you some stupidity because it happened around every minute of the opening night. Somebody was saying or doing something ignorant or idiotic. I noticed that. It was just amazing. <laughs> yes. But let's go to the phones and kick it off today, and Mike's up first from Berwyn. Hi, Michael. Hey, how you doing today? Mike, it's uh, five days away, pal. Five Boy. days from the biggest game I will experience in my life as a sports fan. Hey, you you got to look at it a couple ways though. If Eagles weren't in it at this time, yeah, you'd be you'd be sleeping still. I would be, but you know what, Mike? I'm willing to it. sacrifice. It's worth it. One or two of the most precious weeks of my life, since there can't be that many left. I'm old, <laughs> but I'm doing it because, Mike, I will not. Once I retire, ever have more fun than I'm having this week and if they win next week. You realize that? There's nothing's going to happen after I retire that's as much fun as the Eagles win at a Super Bowl. I've already experienced one, and it's spectacular. Do you think, though, that's the reason, you know, the last, the first one we won, people weren't as sure of themselves as, as they are with this game? Yeah. And I know. Kansas City, it's going to be a tough game. Without a doubt. It's, and I'm going to tell you, Mike. It's not going to be a walkthrough. I anticipated this, Mike, and that is why I booked in an emergency session Dr. Joe Fish. Because Dr. Fish said, uh-oh, I'm noticing now that people are much more confident than they were five years that's ago. That's true. Yep, that's and true. And if something were to go awry on Sunday, there could be a deep, uh, like uh, where you have a baby, like you have postnatal depression. Postpartum. postpartum, you Post- idiot. Yeah, right. You have post-nasal Post- drip. Yeah. Postpartum. Oh, my God. Right, I got, I was, you understood. You knew it was. Yeah, you're, right. on, Post- you're on something. Postpartum, yeah. Mike, but this would be post-Super Bowl depression. We don't want that to happen, Mike. We got to win that game. Got to win it. I agree 100%. You know, and I'll tell you, I just, I can't wait till Sunday. Uh, I think you speak for all of yes. us, Mike. Mike, give me a media giant. How about Merrill Reese? Merrill oh. Reese. Ooh. You have started near the top. Maybe at the top. Very Maybe. good one. We don't know. Merrill Reese, uh, he's 80, and he's still doing yeah, it. Yeah, and doing it and, well. And here's the thing. He doesn't – that guy is resilient. He is. He's still doing yeah, it, don't you? great. It Do is great. Do you think when you're 80, you will still be analyzing hockey on TNT? No. <laughs> Do you think when you're 80, you will actually still be 80, or will you be dead? I think I'll be he's dead. He's 80 now. Look at him. No, he's not. He is. He's aging. Okay. I live a pressured life. He lives a. He pressured just got life. done playing a shuffleboard tournament. <laughs> he did really. <laughs> yeah. I lost in the final. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's mad at me about it. Actually, that, that's a true story. Really? Yeah, because you get a banner and you get to keep it at your place where we live in Florida for the whole week. Yeah. And she's won it before. And I had a chance to represent the family, and I lost in the final. 
You wait. You she actually play shuffleboard. Oh uh, yeah. Um, you realize you're six months away from a nurse wiping the drool off your chin. Can't wait. I'll see you there, buddy. <laughs> two, 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 I think I got a little on there now, does it actually? Two one five five nine two ninety four nine. If we come back, wow, this is some story. The Kansas City bar in South Philadelphia that honors Kansas City Chiefs fans. Something real weird happened yesterday. Stay tuned. They're not hearing this in Kansas City today. They've banned all Eagles songs as if they have anything to do with the Philadelphia Eagles. Kansas City, the land of the stupid. All right, Francisco's here for Ava Graham. She's got COVID. And Francisco, what's our first of two questions of the day? All right, so today's Twitter question. Put the mic on first, Joe. We need the mic. Put the mic. on the right one. Okay, right. it might be that microphone. All right, right try, grab, grab this one, friend. Try it's it. It should be on. There right, we go. Right. Right. Go ahead. All right, so today's Twitter question is brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance to major engine repairs. Armin Chevrolet's service center will keep your car running great. Certified service, armchevy.com. So the first Twitter question today is, which current coach or manager best represents the spirit of Philadelphia sports fans? Is it Nick Sirianni, Rob Thompson, Doc Rivers, or John Tortorella? It's Nick Sirianni, Keith Jones. John Tortorella. Oh, don't do that. You, <sighs> He's incredible. You're, you're a paid mouthpiece for fly, the Flyers. Uh, John Johnson. If- Anyone selects Doc Rivers, we need to locate this person. <laughs> He's got God. I got Josie with his agenda. It's, the hockey, it, it's his really, agenda. it's really close between the first two suggestions. But I'll go Sirianni. It's Sirianni to Rhea. No, Rob Thompson, come on. Uh, he's, he's Canadian. He's too handsome to be there. Is that he's, what it is? He's yeah. the second most beautiful manager in in baseball. But he's. He's typical of a complete underdog, right? Yeah. That that you know brought right, the Don't out. start. It's Sirianni, Rhea. What answer would you like? Sirian. Okay, go ahead. You can have I that. win. <laughs> it's your last few right, days. Uh, I think now. Tortorella's got a little bit more of an edge to him. No, he doesn't. He's not preaching the gospel of the fans the oh. way Sirianni is. And it might be a while before he gets a Stanley Cup final. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. That's all I'm saying. All right, a uh, couple of things here. I'm having a little problem at home. Yeah. Right? Uh, so on Saturday, mm. we take. My grandkids, my wife and I take my grandkids, Delaney 4-2, to uh, a uh, Japanese hibachi. Uh, uh, I know it. It's a, deli- yeah, it's a, it's wonderful a good spot, place. right behind the wonderful pizza joint, place. right? In Marlton? Yes, yeah, right behind the pizza joint. It's very good, right on Route 70. And, and so it's over our ride. And Little Dash is in the backseat, too. And sometime in the last two weeks, he learned the fight song. Yeah. And he simply never stopped for over an hour singing Fly Eagles Fly. Did that irritate you for after no, a well, while? Well, it was incredibly charming the first 10 minutes. <laughs> and then it became in a descending. <laughs> By the end, I was relieved we had gotten it because I thought the kid would get now, hoarse. Now, when you, when you, st- when you no. if you told him to stop, did he begin to cry? No, no. I did not tell him to okay. stop. No, I don't get involved in that stuff. I was just listening as I turned the radio up. And uh, no, the kid was relentless. So I said, oh, my God, we're going to do some stuff today with the fight song. Let's record the little kid doing the song. How adorable would that sound on the WIP morning show? Better than some of the stuff we've had later. You're damn right. <laughs> uh, wouldn't do it. No? For, well, I, I, no, that, that, this was the assignment I gave to his grandmother, yeah. my wife. When I left, uh, I, I put it in there like she do at 6 a.m. 
and and then when I went to bed, twelve hours later, the kid wouldn't do it. Kids do nothing on demand. They don't do anything <laughs> on demand. at two years old. No. So uh, fortunately, I have some other versions here that I would like to run by you. I'll go back to Jason, a caller from Indiana. And he decided to blend together the fact that Kansas City doesn't want to play the, the rock group, the Eagles, and the fact that you could turn one of the songs. He said he was, who's the guy, the drummer on the, the Eagles? You're asking Henley? the wrong Henley? guy. Don, Don Henley. Henley. Don Henley. He said he was doing Don Henley here, but he did a Don Henley version of the fight song. Here's a little of it. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> All all right, that's enough of that. He was a little out of tune, but it was a noble effort, I felt. Mm. No, Joe, no more of that. Mm. Joe, that's enough of that. Thank right. you. But we decided that today we would do a wide variety of versions of the fight song, and, and we're going to start here. Let's start with the ferret. You know, the, the ferret, this is uh, the one rodent that Joe Conklin does. <laughs> How would the fight song sound? If, now, he's kind of foul-mouthed, but you won't notice it because he's the ferret. But here is the ferret's version of the Eagles' fight song. That the ferret? That was the ferret. I thought it was Kenny from the Dirty Ferret. <laughs> no, that was. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll be playing those throughout the morning. We have, we have a uh, we we actually have a poker version coming. Really? Out. But I want you to I want you to understand something weird happened yesterday. I happened to bring it up early on the show. Um, there is a saloon. There is a bar yes. in South Philadelphia called Big Charlie's, and Big Charlie's has been known for many years to be the hangout of Kansas City Chiefs fans during the football season. And they had some monster parties there, especially when the Chiefs won it in 18, uh, 19. They won it in 19 after the 18 season. And um, I was talking yesterday about how they, they only have a capacity. It's under 100. Yeah, it's a corner bar. It's in a South very Philly. small yeah. bar. And, and I was going, wow, that's a weird thing to be doing in South Philly while the Eagles, while you're surrounded by literally millions of <laughs> yes. Eagles fans on Super Bowl Sunday, they announced yesterday that they were closing yeah. for the Super Bowl on Sunday. And the reasoning was fascinating. So they have an availability of uh, 60, I yeah. guess I could squeeze a few more in. But, uh, you know, they have their regulars. They're all the Chiefs fans. And they opened up for reservations. And the guy, I guess Big Charlie, whoever represents Big Charlie now, um, he noticed some new names on the list. <laughs> what you would call infiltrators. Yes. And these were people who were hoping to walk into uh, Big Charlie's salute, I think, with evil intent. Mm -hmm. Cause some problems. So wow. they had to say. Now, they may hold a private party. Nothing would stop them from doing that, right? But they they cannot open on, on Super Bowl Sunday for fear of what would happen in the area. Now, Rhea happens to live in that area. Mm -hmm. Rhea, would that have been a problematic situation? 
I think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, I do too. I, I do. Because, you know what, they've been there forever. They don't yep. cause any trouble. They're just people. And, you know, it's an unfortunate convergence of events. Yep. But, you know, you're going to have jackasses who go in there to try and cause problems. And there's a lot of violence in our city. Why invite it? Exactly. I think they made a, a very good decision. I was trying to understand how they were going to pull it yeah, off. I do. I I'll be honest bad. with yeah. you. I was very, I, I was going, it doesn't sound like that's something the neighborhood will embrace. No. Especially since Rhea lives in the but neighborhood. Still don't blame it on me. Well, I I'll mean, be, but I you're will, a, you're a very strong Eagles fan. I will be at home. You watching are not the game. prone to violence, as far as no. I could tell. You do not have a firearm. No, I no, well, I will I, never have a firearm. Okay. I, I I will be at home watching the game with my son. That's a beautiful no. little story. Rock goes out alive from Dirty Thirty. Hi, Rock. Good morning, Angelo. How are you? Oh, you fa- you sound bold. You sound ready. Rock, are you loving how Nick is preaching the gospel of your city? He gets us. He's one of us. Yep. Just like 30-some years ago, this young man from Providence, Rhode Island, rolled into the Delaware Valley, and he got us. And he wrote about us. And then he went in the air, and he talked about us. And then he gave us a voice. That man is you, Angelo Cataldi. That's awfully kind of you, Rocco. I am. Uh, you know what's weird about it? All these years later, there are still people who go, "Yeah, that's all great that you are part of us, but you didn't live here. We're born here. You're not quite what we are." And they're right. There is. It, there is a certain specialness to this being your actual birthplace. But yeah. it's also. I'm also amazed at the amount of people who come here. And Jones, you know this. Players. Who come here and make yes. it their home? Oh, Keith, yeah. Keith Jones yeah, is Keith one Jones. of them. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like they always say, "Oh, players, you know, they don't like playing here." So many have made it their home. Exactly. We're, Rock, we're but, infectious. We're yeah. infectious. We were you were like people. a Rock, Where were you born, Rocco? <laughs> Jones, you'll love this. Thunder Bay, Ontario. Oh, wow. oh, I didn't know that. You are not even. You have a transplant. Thanks for leaving, Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 900 miles away from where you Wow. <laughs> so, wait a minute, Rocco, you're a Canadian by birth? Yes, I am. I grew oh, up no. in New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey, but, uh, yeah, I was born in Canada. Let's actually. make Canada great again. That's fantastic, <laughs> Rocco. I had no idea. Rock, uh, five days away from the game. What are you thinking? Uh, okay, let me put my analytical hat on. You're, you're always going to be nervous because you have Mahomes and you got Andy Reid, yeah. right? And you got Gannon. What? Which Gannon is going to show up? Is it going to be the Gannon that's going to let loose the dogs and just have the players play their best game? Or is it going to be game plan, reserve, everything in front of you, zone coverage? I don't think, after what we saw in the last two playoff games and the championship game, that we're going to see the old Gannon. I think Gannon has learned that he's got a true stud in Hassan Reddick, and he's the starting point of the defensive plan. You let him loose. Let him play his game. Move him around. Put him in different scenarios. And then the other players will step up. Now you're going to have single blocking, one-on-one on hard grade, on sweat, on Cox, the rotation of players that tackle, and you will have an effective game plan. And this starts with the defensive line. Right, this game is going to be won and lost on the performance of the defensive line. No argument. Barack, you know what you have just taught me by what you just said? The guy that may have the most at stake in what's happening Sunday is Gannon. Because Gannon's not getting another head coaching job. And if they lose, and let's just say Mahomes puts up 30 or more points, the first guy that people are going to point out, me included, will be Gannon. 
because yeah. he's got so much talent on that side of the ball. And if Mahomes takes advantage of him anyway, he's going to get the blame. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're right. There's a sec- there's a- it's got to be a reason that he's not getting a second look for head coach. Yeah. They're all going to wait and see his performance in this game. Rock, Most of the coaches hired are, are offensive guys, right? Great insight yeah. by Rocco. Rocco, give me a media giant, past or pl- uh, present. Well, the one who has a video game named after him, John Madden. It's going to be hard wow. to do better than that. That's a very good one. Rocco, very, very, it Rocco bro- you know it's why? Because Rocco, blood. this is what Rocco does. He raises his game when the games get bigger. I have a fun stat for you regarding, regarding Hassan Reddick. Give like me a, a fun stat. Jeff Carr. So Andrew Wiley from the Chiefs has allowed nine sacks and 42 pressures at right tackle this season. Ooh. He will primarily be seeing Hassan Reddick. Well, he'll be he'll get whiplash while Reddick is going by. How are they? They're gonna see, but here's the problem. They can't leave their main tight end in to block because their main tight end is by far their best receiver. Correct. They're in trouble. We can only hope. Two one five. that's my favorite matchup, by the way. Because Reddick <laughs> is almost unstoppable. He's on he's on fire. And Reddick right now is seeing the big prize. He's a dog with a bone. Oh man, Rhea, if the Eagles win. Can I have one final request? Because then I will really be in my final days. Mm-hmm. Would you do one last? If the Eagles win, Reddick plays well. <laughs> one last rendition of the Temple Fight While song. While wearing my Hassan Reddick Eagles jersey? Yes. Yes. She, that's a yes. Rhea sings on Monday. <laughs> Plan wow. your week accordingly. Mm, sorry. 215-592-9490. I know what you're thinking, Josie. Yeah, this is all well and good, but what about, can I hear some stupid stuff? Yes, I need it. So when we come back, you will hear some incredibly stupid stuff on last night's media night at the Super Bowl. It, I, I would like to say it's getting dumber every year, but it's been incredibly dumb for decades. Yeah, it has. But it's real dumb, and you'll hear it when we come back. W- Banned in Kansas City, but not in Philly. They're banning the Eagles rock group because of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's really stupid, but... It's Kansas City. What do you expect? All right, anyway, uh, in a minute, we're going to have a nine-year-old impersonator. But I wanted to give you a little sliver of the stupidity, the absolute stupidity of what happens on media night. Jonesy, how important would you say the Super Bowl is? Uh, the biggest sporting event in the world. It is. Yes. So then, if somebody would ask, uh, let's say, the head coach of the Eagles uh, its importance... That would be kind of the answer, right? Yes. Well, listen to this. A must-win game. A must-win game. A must-win game. A must-win game. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're here to, you know, obviously to win the football game. A must-win game. Yeah. Uh, he was what, asked that, that makes was me so was mad. That? What was that? Was that real? Like someone was no, really it, asking no, that it question? Was, uh, hold on. Hertz uh, uh, was asked it. Listen. It's a must-win game. Every, every game is. Every game. Is, this a, is that a joke? No, is someone I know, doing we that? Don't know. It's got to be for like no, some listen bit to me. someone's doing. Jonesy, hold on. Here's the thing. Some of it's bits and yeah. some of it is really stupid people. Yeah. And I'm not going to. If you put a news person at that, at that thing, a news person is likely to ask something stupid. Yeah, but that's just. I don't think that's it was intentional. Okay. It's so aggravating. That, that, that is really irritating, irritating, actually. All right, how about this? So Nick Sirianni has to go on with Michael Irvin. <laughs> right. NFL Network, yeah. right? NFL Network. NFL Network. 
And uh, Michael Irvin is a fraud. You understand? So now Nick doesn't know yet that Irvin has picked every team and every sport every day. <laughs> so he's there, and he's trying to get Michael Irvin to root for the Eagles. Listen okay. to us. Are you rooting for the Eagles? Coach, I, I, coach, I got to keep this thing right down the middle, Coach. And right ah. now, I, but I have had some, some moments here with the Eagles. I do think the Eagles have the advantage right now. All right, uh, yeah, the key what with Irvin, that? the key with Michael Irvin is keeping it right down the middle. Yeah, sure. Like, like a, a couple of weeks ago when he was asked if he was rooting for the Eagles or the Niners, and he, again, right down the middle. And, and now, so I'm always San Francisco, I'm on the wagon. Do not let Philly get this thing. Come on, 49ers, let's go. Are you saying he lied? Right down the middle. Didn't he say they're a dynasty before the season started? Something like that. He said the Eagles are a dynasty. And I'm pretty sure he even said that about the Cleveland Browns. I don't think he remembers what he says one day from the night. He's a jackass. You understand? And if you actually watch the highlights from Media Night last night, ladies and gentlemen, deduct 15 points from your IQ for the rest of the day. And that is that, a fact. And oh then my another God. 15 after you listen to this show. <laughs> no, Rhea, that's, that's automatic. A, that's a 50. In fact, if you've been listening for years, you probably have no IQ. Conklin's right, still anyway, here, believe it or not. Yeah, all right. Now listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. So I get an email from this guy named Neil, like several weeks ago. And he's uh, really touting his 12-year-old son, Sean who is a uh, a Joe Conklin clone, right? Poor he kid. is an impersonator. All right. See, now, I thought nine, nine Joe's, uh, uh, Joe at 12. Joe Conklin at 12 was being sent to the principal's office for mocking teachers and doing impersonations. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, pretty much. That's sixth grade at 12. Well, well, I'm going to bring them on now because this little boy, 12 years old, has mastered. He's even doing some voices you're not doing. I thought you kept, I said the kid was nine. Well, he's 12. I, I, how many emails I get? Just play along. All right, on the line is bad. That's Neil. Hi, Neil. Good morning. Neil, when did you notice that your son, Sean, had this ability? 730. Uh, recently, actually. He, he'd always, he always loved broadcasting, and he always would imitate the broadcasters. Um, and I never really realized it until he was, watching an Eagles game on Madden. His brother was playing Madden, and he was imitating Merrill Reese doing the game. And I said, wow, that's, that's really good. Um, and then Fox 29 did a story on him and on the spot asked him to do a Merrill Reese impression while they called up Merrill Reese, and, and Merrill liked it. So it was, uh, it was kind of spontaneous. All right, he he did be before I hit puberty. All right, could you shut up for a minute <laughs> so I get this thing going, Joe? So, Neil, here's the thing. Right now, yeah. Meryl Weiss is not going to say anything negative, but this show's more likely to be honest about the kid's skill. All right, yeah. Neil? So just so you know, uh, Joe Conklin has been instructed, if necessary, to offer some pointers, right? Or yeah. I'm going to yeah. be honest, Neil, your son's doing a couple of voices Joe hasn't done yet, and he yeah. may be able to teach Joe how to do a couple of these voices. Why don't we start with Merrill and Mike? Sean is there. Is Sean going to take a stab here at Merrill and Mike? All right. All right, Sean, let's hear it. It is third down and five from the Eagles' 34-yard line. Still no score on the board with nine minutes left in the opening quarter. Hurts in the gun. Gainwell to his right. Goddard coming in motion to the near side. Hurts takes the snap. He is back. He's looking. He is lofting it far side. He's got Smith. Smith crosses midfield. 
He breaks free to the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. He is in for the touchdown. Devontae Smith. Wow. Very good. That was amazing. It'll even be better when you hit puberty because your voice will (laughs) be a little lower. But you got got the rhythm perfectly. Do you do a mic quick too, Neil? Yeah. Let's hear it. I love that play call by Nick Sirianni. He brings Goddard in motion to move the safety. Then a great effort by Devontae Smith, plucking the ball from midair and taking it down the sideline for the opening score of Super Bowl 57. Excellent. That's great. Yeah, That's really Neil, good. you got the pluck is one of the words only Mike will use. And he's a, he enjoys pluck. All right. It's a tough word. Do, do you, have, you have mastered, you say, both Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a tough one, but right. Mahomes, um, I think I'm pretty good with him. All right, let's hear the Mahomes. Who wrote the script? I can't believe it. All my wide receivers are hurt. I was supposed to get the Patrick Price for this role. <laughs> I'm the MVP of the league. So what if I sound like a Muppet? I'm supposed to win this game. Wow. I <laughs> That's, good. <tell> you. <laughs> That's good. It is a thing, Sean. That, that, no one's doing Mahomes but you that's, right now. You, let me hear. Let me just hear your hurts. What do you got for that? All right, that's not what I heard. The script is a script, and the standard is the standard, and the standard keeps rising every game. That's why I'm the MVP of the game that counts. Season isn't over yet. Make no mistake, rent is due this Sunday, and I don't plan on leaving any money out on the field. Neil, I got to tell you something. That's your best. Kid's got a lot of time. Sean, I like Sean, that one. I like that one. Yeah. I like Sean, that's your Sean's best. great. That's very good. No, I got a little joke with Patrick Mahomes. You have a joke with Mahomes? Well, you're ahead of Conklin. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's hear this. I hear you, Jalen. Any money we leave on the field, Coach Reed uses to buy himself pork chops. You know he loves pork. The kid is doing that's better. Andy you got Reed. a future, kid. Pork Uber. There's an opening coming right. soon. Neil, uh, Neil, you saw Sure, you're doing great here. One last one. Do you have you mastered me yet? Uh, it's hard, but um, it is hard. I got one. Okay, let's hear it. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you could be a contributor Sean, on the new show. Sean, you're awesome, man. Neil, I'm glad I finally put you guys on. You were well worthy of it. And Thank like I so said, much. he is his uh, to me Hurts is his best, but wait till he hits puberty and he goes down an octave. He's going to crush these things. He's got a full beard. I, he's going to crush. I told him to do a deep voice, and he said, that's as deep as I can go. Oh, and he's there. 12 there. years old. He'll be great. That Neil. marrow was very good. Neil, thank you that very much. Yeah, I like thank this. you so much for having us on. Our pleasure. You're welcome. I like this uh, Patrick Mahomes. I, I can only do Mahomes walking. Yeah. He walks like you a Victoria's Secret model with a Sharpie up his butt. Why don't you walk out of here? This kid's going to replace no. you anyway. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, let me get a quick call up here. And then I believe we got Chip Snapper coming up, and I'm sure uh, Sean would love that. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. How are you today? Angelo, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Are you excited? Oh, I'm pumped, man. First, I just want to say I've listened to you for 25 years. I was like 11, 12 years old, and my dad's car used to have you guys on you, Al, right. Rhea Conklin, and Jonesy. So thank you for that. Incredible. You're the godfather of morning show, man. Well, Ryan, I want to point out, if if we're using the uh, arithmetic provided by Rhea Hughes, 
You are now in the minus territory in your IQ. <laughs> Sorry. It's decreasing. You are like minus 712 <laughs> if you've been listening that long. But, Ryan, how are you feeling about this? Are you confident? Are you nervous? What are you feeling? What am I feeling? Well, first of all, we punched New York Giants straight in the throat. Yep. We gutted San Francisco, not just knocked out one quarterback, but two legally. Yeah. I don't see any reason why we're not going to go into Kansas City and win the game. Anytime we played a good team, we destroy them. And Jalen's the leader. Everybody wants to go on the field, play for the kids. He said one more, we're going to get it. Ryan, I need a media giant. Who you got? Disney. 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 Well, Disney. No, that's not. Oh, I, so you want to do no, You got to specify. Do you want a name or a corporation? A you need, need a name. A name. Okay. Give Walt, me a name. A Walt Disney. Yeah, you want to go Walt <laughs> yeah, Disney, go. Ryan? Yeah, let's do it. Walt Disney. All right. It's media, though. Remember, it's media. Technically, yes, but I'm not sure about that one. I'm not the judge John Johnson is. shaking his head. Ladies and gentlemen, needless to say, this is a wild time for bars all through our area, including in Kensington, chief proprietor, Chip Snapper. Tell if you can hear me. We got a big crowd ready down here. It's really crowded. That's crazy. What's going on down there? Everyone's jacked for the Eagles. Duffy's making book. Eggie's selling knockoff merch. Margaret's not sure if she has Eagles fever or venereal disease. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> Eggie has knockoff Eagle jerseys. And if you're knocked up, we have triple XL's maternity size. They think of everything at Chip Snapper. They're greasing the poles. It's the same grease from the deep fryer in the kitchen. Wow. And uh, Duffy's been greasing his pole since Thursday. So he's got a pole right in front of his house. Everybody's excited. The nutty guy down on the corner, he sings the Eagles fight song every time the light turns green. Well, what does he do when the light turns red? He drinks until it turns green again. The big story is yeah. the Kelsey brothers. Yeah. They're all over. A very similar thing down here. We have the Kemsky brothers from Fort Richmond. Yeah. They played on different teams, too. Dad rooted for Frankfurt, and Mom rooted for Dad to send child support. <laughs> we got a uh, we had a Chiefs fan come in here the other night so drunk he could hardly walk. Ooh, that's not good. Well, at least we thought he was a Chiefs fan. Turns out it was a guy in a white shirt who just got stabbed. See, it was Red Johnson. The, the shirt was... I got it. It was... Duffy's brother's going to Arizona. It's not for the game. He's in the witness relocation program. <laughs> we had the uh, news here. The action news was yeah. down in the neighborhood interviewing some of the customers, and they were lucky enough to catch three muggings and a robbery live on the air while they were rolling the camera. And they were there like five minutes? Yeah. yeah. Well, the news, <laughs> that what they're doing is they have people sending in pictures of their babies and yep. eagles onesies and I took a picture of Flynn last night, passed out in a onesie. Looked more like a Browns uniform, though. Uh-oh. Not what you want. So send us all your Eagle photos so we can put them on our Facebook page. Eggie's nephew sent us a picture of him stealing a car. Oh, that's hot woman. <laughs>
And we're getting a lot of pics that we can't post. Duffy sent us a photo of himself and uh, uh, somebody else's wife. Oh, uh, you don't so want that. Just yeah. be careful. <laughs> yep. By the way, we have some Super Bowl specials. Oh, what do we got? The Girls on the Avenue will hum the Eagles fight song for $4. Oh, I like that. And in honor of the Kelsey brothers, the girls are after. They're offering a two-for-one discount if you bring your brother. Oh, that's a, a bonding experience. They'll take another dollar off if you pull up in a green car. <laughs> oh, By the wow. way, I don't know if you watched any of the media night last yeah. night. It was nice to see Andy Reid gave a nod to Philly and the uh, Mahomesburg prison. Yeah, I remember that. Same old story, Larry Krasner lets the criminals out and then Andy Reid signs them. <laughs> oh, we just found out news from Temple University. Oh, we at Temple. Hassan Reddick is being honored by the Temple School of Proctology for being the best single digit player to ever come out of Temple. That's just not right. Pull my finger. Not nice at all. <laughs> We do have uh, some, if you're, I know Jonesy likes to gamble. Oh, prop uh, bets. Cookie the Bookie has some prop bets for us. Um, who will score first, the Chiefs or Eggie's daughter? I got Eggie's daughter at the coin toss. Will Flynn be able to stand for the national anthem? <laughs> no. Who will take a knee first, Jalen Hurts or Tracy from D Street? I got Tracy. <laughs> See Joe Cocklet's comedy show at St. Anastasia Church on Westchester Pike, where knee jokes are huge. <laughs> it's right in Newtown Square on February 11th. For tickets, go to JoeCocklet.com. When we return, Ross Tucker, WIP Sports Time 658. Uh,